0: The relationships to me is the absolute key of your success. You have to have great relationships. You got to be workable. I don't care how talented you are, how great you look, whatever it may be. To me, I found out that having great relationships is the key. That's going to be your support, your foundation. When times get rough, it's great. If you don't really remember all your accolades, the trophy, where you went, a bunch of times you toured, wherever. People don't really care about that. They care about how you make them feel. That lands back into establishing great relationships.
1: Hey, this is Jason Tonioli. I'm a piano player that grew up believing it wasn't possible to earn a living and support a family with music. I've proven that idea was wrong and have met hundreds of other people Who have found success with their music. This podcast features stories of musicians who have found their own personal version of success and fulfillment in both music and life. This podcast is meant to inspire musicians and help them believe in their abilities and motivate them to share their talents with others. This is the Successful Musicians Podcast. Well, welcome to the podcast. Today, I have Derek Sebastian with me. We've had many paths crossed, we found out. We've worked with uh, similar producers some people. Chris Bradley, a friend of ours, introduced us to get on this podcast. But Derek is a ukulele player, singer, songwriter. He's been teaching, I guess, at a Hyatt resort, you were saying, in Maui. He lives in Hawaii on the, on the island of Maui of all places. He's done quite a bit with sync licensing as well. You were telling me that Quicksilver and I guess the Roxy Quicksilver is something that's just recent that's happened. So that's amazing. So Derek, welcome. So glad to have you here, but maybe just introduce yourself, tell a little bit about yourself and how did you end up getting started in music to start out?
0: Yeah, sounds great, Jason. Thank you so much for uh, having me. It's definitely a pleasure and honor to be here. You know, I'm born and raised here on Maui. Been playing the ukulele for close to 29 years, I believe. Just picked up the ukulele, totally fell in love with it, and it's just been part of my life. But prior to the ukulele was all sports. So the main story is I was always in baseball and football growing up as a child. But I think when I was like 11 years old or something like that, middle school, sixth grade or something, and uh, my asthma got really, really bad. So doctors said, no sports. So that really killed me in a sense where what I'm going to do. So that's when I picked up the ukulele at 11 years old. I had a really close mentor of mine who helped me along the way. His name is Sam Ellis, the late Sam Ellis now. And it's been a beautiful journey, man, of playing the ukulele, sharing it around the world, just totally inspiring lives and being fulfilled by that, really. So (laughs) that's awesome.
1: I mean, you really were thinking sports and then you ended up in music. So did you ever think that you'd be doing music as a career growing up? I mean...
0: To be honest, no, no. I always dreamt of being a professional athlete, especially in baseball and stuff. That's something that I love doing, watching, playing and all that stuff. Now my kids playing it, but I don't force them, but they just kind of stumbled upon it. So which is kind of cool. But, you know, the great thing about it is the dream was to become a professional athlete. It didn't happen. But at the same time, to say that I've connected my musical career with the major sporting events, playing events for like started like halftime shows for NCAA, EA Sports, the Maui Invitational. And then it kind of like snowballed into, geez, MLB, the Arizona Diamondbacks, performing the national anthem for them. And then it broke into the NBA, the Lakers called me, the Clippers and a bunch of PGA. So to connect a childhood dream to music, is kind of surreal, to be quite honest. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Like right now, I
1: know you're working on a lot of licensing and sync opportunities. So I think that's really interesting to a lot of people that have written music. And I think it's kind of this like, people don't know, what does that mean? So maybe explain a little bit on some of the sync and the licensing of what you've been doing, or if you were explaining to somebody who was new to that world, what, what does that mean?
0: Basically writing music for picture. It's not writing music to release to the public for I don't know CD baby for CD album yeah for CD yeah you know streaming platforms and stuff. It's a whole different approach. You know, all at least for myself, I can speak. All my life, I've been oh, what is the next album? What is the next hit on the radio? Trying to hit up the DJs and all that stuff. Trying to get streaming. You know, it worked. It worked well when I was a live performer. You know, especially going international when I had the opportunity to perform Australia, Thailand, Philippines, Korea, China, Europe. I mean, the fans, you know, it builds up. And to have music for public streaming and selling CDs, that was a great thing. But for music licensing, it's a whole new world. It's really not about the music. It's about the picture and writing music to accommodate the picture. So basically, that's what it is. And you're not really working for yourself anymore as an artist. You're working for production, really so. You trying to solve the problem of how can we enhance the picture, the commercial, the advertisement, anything that, you know, fast forward a little bit. The ukulele is a very underrated instrument. It was used maybe eight, 10 years ago, a lot in commercials. But now the ukulele, it's kind of silent on sync licensing. So my goal is to create different types of music on the ukulele genre, just different types of elements some approach to arrangements and so it's going pretty well man so pretty stoked with that very cool
1: we may have to do a collaboration of ukulele and piano <laughs> together down the road
0: oh, I, I was just gonna say that you know <laughs> that's so cool the podcast
1: is a successful musician podcast i find it really interesting to ask guests that come on what does success in music mean to you because i've found it's different for everybody for, so for you what would you kind of define as success in music
0: You know, I try to keep it simple, blessed and fortunate to speak to the younger generations, the schools and stuff. And that's the same question they ask. Is the money or whatever, the fame, is the success? And I kind of got to break down the walls a little bit and tell them, hey, we got to reverse a little bit because being successful is what you put your mind to and what you think success is all about. To me, success is putting your mind to something and accomplishing it. You got to be successful every day, whether it's a phone call, whether it's an email, Whether it's trying to connect and reach out to some kind of executive or whatever it may be, maybe find out more information, practice your guitar or ukulele, your notes on the piano or whatever. To me, that is success. It's not an overnight thing. It's the journey, that grind, that you keep showing up every day, and know the big things eventually happen. And unfortunately, that's what a lot of people see. Oh my God, Derek, you was on Staples Center and you made history with the Lakers. You know, you played the national anthem first. Ukulele player ever to be on Staples Center for a home game in Lakers. Last game between LeBron James and Kobe Bryant and blah blah blah. But nobody knows that it was like a six or seven year in the making just to get in contact with the Lakers. (laughs) To be quite honest, it was a long time to get connected and then building a trust for a working relationship. And that's just one of those stories where success comes in all different shapes and sizes. But to be quite honest, it all matters within you just small little reachable goals. And that's success right there, really. So Absolutely.
1: I think showing up every day, people all the time, like you said, they think, oh, it's an overnight success. And seven years is probably a short overnight. A lot of times, I mean, you've been doing this 20 something years. And so, yeah, it's not something that just happens overnight. Like who made up that term? But it's, I don't think it happens in the music industry very often.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know, you got to put in the work. To me, I think that's where the success comes from is, I think it begins with that mindset, man. You have to have a strong mindset. You know what you want, know what you're going after, and keep saying yes. And even though there's a lot of detours in this music industry, you got to keep going, find a way. So that's really it. You know, I try to keep it simple. So far, so good. (laughs) Well, you are
1: telling me that, I mean, in addition to all this other stuff you're doing, you've also had a relationship with the Hyatt Resort that's there in Maui. You do teaching, you teach ukulele then to the people there. So. I mean, I'm curious, as you've taught for a number of years, almost a decade now. Do you find anything as people are learning a new instrument or trying to learn to get to do that better? What have you learned about teaching others to do an instrument?
0: Well, number one thing is you cannot approach it as an artist, especially I can probably speak for you too. You know, we've done it so long and it's kind of second nature, da-da-da-da-da, or whatever it may be. It's, 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 it's easy, right? You just do
1: this. Easy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> do this. And before I used to approach it like that and i used to see so much puzzled faces and i was like oh you know what i got to back up a little bit and what i had to do is knowing the fact that any instrument especially the ukulele it's a fun instrument we don't got to read music we don't have to be very detailed just pick up and have fun so my approach now and it has been really working where i just teach a couple patterns strumming patterns and i separate the right hand and the left hand and my goal is to get them playing ukulele and so far, been very grateful to connect with these guests, not just playing ukulele, but the relationship because the ukulele was an instrument that helped make them fulfill. They feel that fulfillment and the happiness. And to me, that's what it's all about. So I'm just basically a tool, putting the ukulele in their hand and having them experience this, a great time. And it's just been a great movement, man, at the Andas Resort at Maui, Wailea. So, awesome. loving it.
1: So you've got three boys, you said, and I've got kids as well. And I think one of the things it's always interesting to get a musician's take on, if you could go back in time and give yourself advice or let's put, put yourself in your shoes as the dad now for your sons. And let's say they're thinking, oh, I want to do music, dad. What advice would you have for them today that you wish somebody maybe would have shared with you back in the day?
0: Well, this was spoken to me from the very beginning, but only really like not recently, but it's starting to really make sense for the past five, six, maybe seven, eight, I don't know, years. But the relationships to me is the absolute key of your success. You have to have great relationships. You got to be workable. I don't care how talented you are, how great you look, how straight you walk, whatever it may be. To me, I found out that having great relationships is a success or the key, just because that's going to be your support, your foundation. When times get rough, it's great. The relationships in all walks of life, I've met people who connected with, oh, I know so-and-so, and and all of a sudden, I got this major opportunity. Just because I was cool with this guy and his friends, and it's just great. And I noticed that. I mean, I've got friends and connections all over the world, and I'm very grateful for that because they all specialize in different things. I call them Ohana, friends now, you know, family. So you work on your craft, work hard on your craft, believe in what you do, never give up, don't care about what people think, just be you, but at the same time, focus on establishing great relationships, don't take it for granted. You know, it's not about what you do, it's how you do it. And, you know, I've noticed to keep it super simple, people don't realize, well, people don't really remember all your accolades, the trophy, where you went, which times you toured, wherever. People don't really care about that. They care about how you make them feel. That's what they remember. And to me, that lands back into uh, establishing great relationships. So,
1: yeah, but we were talking earlier, I know earlier in your career, you said you were out in LA at an SLS conference and tell a little bit how did you get there and I think one of the interesting things is that a lot of the musicians that we talked to on this podcast, they've spent a lot of time educating themselves whether that's going to conferences or I mean everybody seems to be selling a course these days, but talk a little bit about the education factor early on in your career and maybe how that helped you. Yeah,
0: you know back then, like how you said it wasn't as accessible, there wasn't much camps now, when I think about it, it's very important to continue to educate yourself. Now, it's very accessible, online courses, all that stuff. But back then, I went to a couple of conferences and stuff like that. But one of the main ones that I really remember is the speech level singing one by Seth Riggs. and. My vocal coach was affiliated with speech level singing at that time. Her name is Joy Fields. And she told me about it. And I was like, oh, I'm not really a singer. I'm just kind of using singing to kind of enhance the ukulele. She said, no, but you don't know. Like, it's not about singing. You know, you got to go out there and just expand and explore and make friends. And I was like, okay, whatever Is You know what I'm saying? So I went, you know, knowing the fact that I'm not a singer. And, you know, lo and behold, man, it was life changing. I met Chuck Myers that we were just talking about. Joel Ed, he was playing on stage. But anyways, when I got to camp, I was just encouraged, just be you. If you're carrying a ukulele and that's what you perform, when it's time for you to perform in front of these hundreds of students, play the ukulele as your main focus, your strength. And then you add a second song, which is a singing song, a simple one. And that's what I did. And to be quite honest, that approach really opened up the mindset of, you know what, this is my strength. And from then on, I mean, that camp going to this kind of educational stuff, I met so many great people up until today. I mean, that was back in 2004. But up until today, man, we keep in touch with a handful. I keep in touch with them. There's a handful of them, man. It's great.
1: When you get a chance to meet some of those people that really, truly... When you talk about relationships, I think of Chuck. I mean, I've known Chuck for 20-plus years as well, and, and he's just one of these people that he brings out the best in others. I'm sure he made you feel like you were capable. Oh, yeah. Right? I would not be here today were it not for Chuck Myers either. I can still remember going down. I was at his house in the studio and he had that piano there, and, and you know, John Schmidt and the piano guys were, that was he was doing production for them, and we were working together on a project with the three of us, do John shows, and Chuck had me sit down at the piano and play, and he's like, hey, you're good this is good. And I'm like, ah, it's just nothing. And he's like, no, you need to do this. He just made me believe in myself. And on many other occasions, I think the the greatest musicians that I've run across in my career, they're ones that they build others up. They find that superpower that that musician maybe didn't know they had. They allow it to just kind of become, you know, grow. It's almost like you get out on stage and you don't feel confident, but they give you that confidence to shine. And when you really didn't know you could.
0: That's so on point, Jason. And that's exactly what it is. My mind was so enclosed of, oh, I have to be a vocalist to get to this camp. And that wasn't even it. I got encouragement. I got light. I got love. I got support. I've got encouragement. And same thing. I mean, that's what exactly what Chuck did for you. That's what he did for me back at camp. And it was just not about vocals, to be quite honest. It was about establishing relationship and The support and all that good stuff, man. And to me, that goes a lot. It goes very far, especially in your career, as far as what we're talking about in the music career. Yeah, the support is very important in relationships as well. Right.
1: It's very rare that you find successful musician people that haven't been very giving of their time. I think we all have been. And we all started out with a piano teacher, a ukulele teacher that taught us a little bit. At some level, we all feel like, okay, I need to give back and do something. Somebody else paid it for it. I need to pay back and help others. And that's something that's really cool with the music community. So it's a very giving group. So I guess next things that you've got coming up and that you're excited about... Actually, let me back up. If you were to kind of think back of like what has been the most impactful one or two things in your career or in your life that's helped you end up in doing music, if you can kind of like pinpoint, is it a book you read? Is it a course you did? Is there anything specifically that somebody that's listening out there could be like, okay, Derek said this is what made all the difference to him. What's that one or two things maybe?
0: There wasn't any particular event that happened that transformed me to point to music. Like I said, the ukulele kind of stumbled upon me and because my school security was playing the ukulele and I thought it was a, such a cool instrument. You know, I'm talking about this is years back when I first started and my brother came home. He was taking ukulele lessons at his the local high school. So his job was to take a ukulele home and practice. So there were like ukulele being shown to me in different angles and simultaneously. And so that's how I really picked up the instrument. But I think ukulele is just a tool just looking at looking back at this whole grand scheme of things. I think, in my opinion, the ukulele was used to help bring out what I was feeling or what I was trying to emote on. It gave me light kind of deal and hope just because Back then, sports got taken away. You know, my dad passed away when I was three years old. So, you know, I kind of grew up without having a father. So that kind of filled the void a little bit. And it gave me a little bit of encouragement. So back to your question about how can artists be fulfilled in some kind of a way of music? My thing is, you know, you just got to believe in yourself. And you have to trust and believe that you have a gift, whether it's music, whether it's sports. Or everybody has a gift. And it's up to us to say yes to it. Sometimes, for the most part, it's very uncomfortable. It's very like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm not good enough. No, that's not for me. That's for them. And you kind of push it off a little bit. But it's such a miracle when you do say yes, and you kind of stick through it. And then you find out, wow, this is actually kind of cool. You work at it, and then you meet great people. You get the support. And then you start to feel fulfilled, like, oh, wow, this is super cool. And All of a sudden, it's a career. Whoever thought ukulele could be a full-time thing for me, I didn't. So just got to believe that there's something that every human being on this earth is called to do. And it's up to us to say yes kind of deal. And everything leads to something. That's what I believe, whether it's good or bad. So, if you do great things, it leads to even greater things, kind of deal. You know what I mean? So,
1: mic drop, you just left so many value bombs right there that
0: uh, I don't know what I was talking about, <laughs> but no, I just kind of felt that that's what I had to say. But I think I went totally off your question, man. No, I think that was fantastic. So, we're about out of time, Derek.
1: So, if people wanted to listen to some of your music or they want to check out a little bit more about you, I know they can go visit you at the resort in Hawaii, the Hyatt Resort in Maui there. Where else can they find out about you if they don't have money to jump on an airplane and come see you tomorrow?
0: Go Jason Tonioli's house. Now I'm just (laughs) kidding. Hey, let's keep it super simple. My website, DerekSebastian.com and you can find out all the information there, man. Social media to my licensing, to my weddings, to whatever I'm doing, private events, I'm there. Awesome.
1: (laughs) Well, Derek, this has been fun. Thanks so much. And we're going to have to definitely catch up some more on the next one. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it.
1: Hey, it's Jason here, and I hope you've gotten a lot of value out of this episode. Be sure to check out our show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you'd like to support our podcast, there's a few things that you can do to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, it will help ensure that you don't miss a future episode. Second, if you'll share it with your friends on social media or send it via email or message, it helps us spread the word as well. And third, if you'll leave an honest review. It really helps with the algorithms so that other people can find our podcast. Finding success and fulfillment in the music industry is possible. And I look forward to seeing you on our
0: next episode.